Welcome. I am Rebecca Tabbert, former overweight atheist, corporate girl turned fit over 40, purpose chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. Listen, I remember my struggle with food, eating for comfort, and feeling uncomfortable in my body. I remember my battle was stinking thinking that kept me stuck by telling me things like, I'm not good enough. Fast forward through a lot of time in God's word, a couple big leaps of faith, building godly grit through adversity and investing in my own personal and professional development. And you will find the life I live, lead and coach today which includes an amazing personal relationship with God and a level of fitness in mind and body that I truly didn't even know was possible from where I started. A life committed to teaching women how to create their own life-changing and sustainable transformations. With the help of an amazing team, I've been honored to help thousands of women achieve their goals over the last decade. I created the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast to give you inspiration and a belief in what is possible and to give you simple and practical steps for deepening your faith, crushing the stinking thinking, and becoming fit in mind and body. So if you're a woman of faith who is ready to talk all things faith, fitness, and freedom so that you can continue to develop faith that moves mountains, get the body that reflects the best vision of yourself and experience greater freedom to claim and live your kingdom purpose, then you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Hey, hey, this is Coach Rebecca. I hope that you are off to a good start this new year. I am posting two podcast episodes this week, which will not be the norm, but there are two very prevalent messages on my heart. And one is what I want to share in this episode, and that is today's climate and what we get to focus on, because it just feel really led to share this message. And the second is about resolutions versus getting results this year and truly creating goals. So make sure you listen to that one as well. But I want to take a moment because this was so strongly on my heart during the quiet time. And and normally I stay out of what might be considered to be controversial or what have you simply because I have no problem being bold in God's message and God's voice and no problem being bold in that aspect. I think that we can get easily baited into conversations on social media or various platforms that don't move our purpose forward, don't move the kingdom forward. And so therefore, I'm very cautious when I share uh, an opinion or a perspective that might be uh controversial or might spark strong emotions one way or the other if I don't feel like it is for the greater good. And 
what was what's strongly been on my heart is as of the taping of this recording, we it, I, I'm recording the day after the Capitol building was stormed. Can you imagine listening to that? You know, five years from now, um, and what that's going to sound like, or I don't know, maybe what it will be five years from now. And I, I'm going to say it is still critically important that we choose our focus. That. There is an enemy among us that wants nothing more than for us to be discouraged and distracted. And one of the most important things that we need to do and we are called to do as believers is protect our mental, emotional state. Guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life. And so it is important for us to protect what we choose to absorb and what we choose to spend our time on. And that includes the news and social media and or conversations that if someone is in a heated moment, right, we maybe can love them for from a distance if they're having a very emotionally driven response to the current events. We can, you know, love them from a distance, support them from a distance, pray for them for a distance, However, we need to balance that with protecting our own mental and spiritual well-being. What I mean by that is being extra cautious to not be scrolling on social media, being extra cautious to not go down the rabbit hole of the news, to be extra cautious to not be offended and not get caught up in somebody else's reaction. And the other thing that is uh, really the, the heart of, I was in my quiet time this morning and it just flowed out. And then after it flowed out, I felt led to share it on social media. And that is, I was like, really, God, are you sure? <laughs> because this is usually where I don't go, but it is this thought of this. Um, and you can take it for what it is, but I'm going to share it with you in, in hopes that it's well-received and hopes that it it maybe plants a seed of consideration. One of the things that I saw yesterday in the brief time that I was on social media, it was showing up on, I don't watch the news um, regularly and I get uh, I get updated, right? So I, I, I am one that I know I need to work extra hard to protect my headspace and what I absorb because I know that I tend to carry emotion. I'm sure it is a gift. It can also be something that I get to really balance and can be challenged with at some time. So for example, um, sadness, hate, anger, um, it weighs, if I feel that energy from somebody else, it weighs very heavily on me. So without going too far down a rabbit hole, I have to protect my headspace so that I don't get caught up on that. Because you are listening, If obviously you are listening to the sound of my voice. Every single one of us is created on purpose for a very unique and greater purpose. We cannot be destroyed and therefore the enemy's primary goal and objective is to discourage and distract us. And we each get to learn and evolve and lean in to discover what are our greatest distractions? What are our soft spots that the enemy attacks us in? Or even if it's just our own human nature, where are we most vulnerable to stumble or be distracted or discouraged? Because the longer we sit with distraction or discouragement, the 
the further away we are from being able to experience our greatest potential in our God-given purpose. The enemy cannot destroy us. God will work all things out to our good, but we get to be an active participant. And the message that was on my heart so strongly this morning was that, what if there is a small group of people that are being used to create division and destruction and uh, deception. Because when we look at the events over the last nine months and where peaceful protests took place, and yet there were aspects of that peaceful protest that turned violent. There was small groups, right? When you look at it, and this is one of what I started to see yesterday was I saw, again, a lot of generalizations and assumptions. And I don't believe generalizations of any form from any quote unquote side or political view or faith view, I don't believe that any generalization is appropriate. I believe that we are each unique individuals that create an amazing, strong, united country. That is why we have had such amazing freedom, success, and power over the last you know centuries, decades, whatever you want to call it. So because of that, and we get to have very, could we do better? Yes, there's always things that we could do better at. There are always things that's part of hopefully human evolution is to to become greater versions of ourselves on an ongoing continual basis. And we live in a country where we do have freedom of speech. We live in a country where we have varying views and opinions, and we get to complement that. And together, we have always stood strong and united. So what if there is a small power in which the enemy is choosing to use a small group of people to get into those various groups to create greater destruction and division? For example, the last nine months of the events where there have been periodic what maybe started as a peaceful protest because a group, a segment of people and a belief system uh, for rights or whatever the the cause was at that given moment or that given uh, peaceful protest. And there would be a small segment within that group that chose violence, that chose destruction of property, that chose destruction of people, that chose just evil, right? That small group does not represent the masses of the people that showed up for their voice to be heard. No more so than the small group that stormed Capitol Hill and ended up inside the building destroying and all of the things that happened as of yesterday. No more so does that small group represent the masses of people that wanted to have a voice to about, you know, elections and, and their opinions and of what may or may not have happened and all of the things. Make sense? So we have masses of people that have varying opinions, right? Maybe there's three, four, five, how many different beliefs or whatever it might be, right? But they are, they're, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that maybe carry the same belief system that want to have a voice and want to be heard. And so you've got four or five different segments of them 
But as long as each side is listening to each other, as long as each side, quote unquote, is being empathetic and compassionate and understanding and trying to see the other point of view and or lift up and or, you know, amplify a voice or or whatever the case may be, as long as that is happening, the combined force of unity is strong and powerful. That is what creates and has created the United States to be what it is today, in my opinion. So if I were the enemy, I would select a small group of few to arm and to equip and to fund, to put into these other massive groups of, you know, varying opinions, to escalate the violence as if it was them, to escalate the destruction as if it was them, to escalate the hate and the division as if it was representative of that group. Because in doing so, that creates the division, that creates the, the hate, the anger, the judgment, the, um, f- all of the negative emotions that then divides our country and divides our people. So if I were the enemy, and I said this earlier, I'm not a war strategist, but that makes a lot of sense to me. So you could call it conspiracy theory, you can name it whatever you want, but I would encourage you to be open to remember the verses that say focus on what is not seen not what is on not what is seen but what is unseen focus on god focus on being able to show up and play your part because ultimately that is how we turn the tide ultimately that is how we rise above ultimately that is how we move our country forward is by creating space in our individual daily life to stay focused, to not allow discouragement and distraction, to not become a part of the cycle of hate and division, to not get caught up in somebody's reactive emotions to see what things are for what they are and to be open to possibilities, to be open to remembering each individual per- person. And so, of course, this in, that means that, you know, part of that is protecting your headspace. Part of that is not being on social media if it impacts you. There are people that could, you know, scroll through fi- social media or look at, you know, the four or five different news choices to get different viewpoints and different angles and take it all in and objectively look at it and create some more dis- further discernment for themselves and and not emotionally be impacted. So if that's you, that's awesome, right? There's a place for you. There's a reason why you can do that. If you're like me and that throws you off, it gets you distracted, you carry heavy emotion, and then it keeps you from your intentional, your unique purpose, then understand that about yourself and guard your headspace, right? If you're called to be a voice that brings people together, if you're called to be a voice for your particular belief system or stance or position or an area where you think rights are being violated, and that's your calling and that's your purpose, then absolutely rise up and continue to speak in boldness. My point is, is that whatever your purpose is, stay focused on that purpose. Stay focused each day, starting out in his presence and in his word. His word is the living word. And we, by the Holy Spirit, I don't totally understand it, but I know that we are somehow connected because his spirit lives in each of us. 
And it is our duty and our responsibility to stay connected so that we as a community of believers can stand strong in being his light in the midst of darkness and being strong in his word, being strong in however he has called us to be and whatever actions he has called us to take on any given day. So I encourage you to stay connected, stay connected through his word, through worship music, through community, I will tell you that another message that has been on my heart is two things. One, he's been telling me over the last few weeks to live from a place of peace, but with urgency. Urgently speak your message. Urgently live out your purpose on a day-to-day basis. We incrementally move it forward just a smidge every single day. But by urgently, I mean that we take no day for granted. We do our best to live our best incrementally, day by day, moment by moment, if you're struggling and going through something. If God is working out something in you, through you, or a circumstance around you, sometimes it is moment by moment. One of the greatest gifts a friend gave me several years back when I was going through an incredibly difficult season in my life was, you can get through the next five minutes. And sometimes that is staying focused for the next five minutes. But my point is we get to incrementally choose to be who he needs us to be, be who we need to be for the people that are closest to us, for our community, for our purpose and impact, for those that we lead. Every single one of us gets to step into leadership in some form or fashion. Even if you're a high schooler and you happen to be listening to this message, my friend, you are a leader among your friend group when you choose to step into that calling. We all get a voice and we all get an uh, we all get to have um, impact on people and you never know who is watching. So understand that even if you don't know the impact you're having in this moment, you could be the person that is planting the seed that helps someone else realize God a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. You could be part of their process, their journey, and not even know it. And people are always watching. So rise up and rise into the calling on your life. Stand strong, be bold, be courageous, live from a place of peace and understanding that he has got you and that he is all around you, that he walks beside you, before you, behind you. He is everywhere and sees all things. Nothing is a surprise to him. But act each day with an urgency to live out his purpose. And another message that was so clearly on my heart that I had not heard in a while, and it was further affirmed, if you guys have not discovered Christina Baker, she's just absolutely um, such a powerful voice um, for God. And on Instagram, her handle, if you will, is It's Christina Baker. And her messages are such a blessing to me as well. She also posted this morning the same verse, and that was this, be still and know that I am God. That is God's spirit talking in us. I have chills as I'm talking. <laughs> maybe I either that's a God moment or maybe it's low blood sugar, but I have chills in this moment. Be still and know that I am God. 
right? And his name will be exalted among all the nations. Understand that, right? And see how we are all connected, but you have to make the time to be still, quiet moments, even if it's five minutes to start in the morning. Be quiet, be still, be settled so that you can connect to peace and know your purpose. I love you guys. If this was helpful, please like, follow this podcast, share the message with someone that you feel would be empowered and uplifted by it. You can find me on social media, Rebecca Tabert on Facebook, Instagram, all the things. You can uh, get in on on our private Facebook group that is the Faith Fitness and Freedom Community on Facebook. And I would love to connect and see you there. Love you. Bye.